The grasshopper says, you have a drink named Jeff? <laughs> Thanks. Classic uh, okay. Siri. No, no, um, uh, no, but if you were like, hey, Siri, um, how long does it take to boil an egg? Right. And she's like, here's a website that says it takes three minutes to boil an egg. You know, and you're like, man, right. that was actually really handy. Or, or like, what temperature would, what temperature do I need the oven to be to, to bake a potato? Right. You know, like stuff like that. That's super handy. Siri, what do you? What is my name? Dear Ward, but you asked me to call you the one who knocks. Well, how do you do that? Hey Siri, what's my name? I don't know who you are, but you can tell me in Siri settings. Tap on my info and then choose yourself from your contacts. And then you can tell her what to call you. I used to have her call me Bruce Willis. And How do you do that? You can change the voice to a um, British male? What? That's new. I did not know that. Oh, I'll be fucking with that later. I want a British male to be like, Oi! I want to be a <laughs> cock and he'd be like, Oi! I think you should take a left in the road, then. Hey, by the way, this episode was not recorded in 2013 when Siri was at the height of her game. <laughs> it's 2018, folks. Welcome to Basement Voice 2. Hey, everybody. Uh, let's get that theme music rolling. Let's get that theme music rolling. Um, I, I didn't even know you were broadcasting yet. Oh, uh, I don't think we're broadcasting yet. I didn't know you were Save Save for me clicking start streaming. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Facebook or uh, YouTube watch. Welcome to the Basement Boys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. I'm going to share it. Yeah. Say hello, Siri. Hello, Siri. (laughs) All right. So, welcome to the program that is Basement Boys 2 uh, here on timespentpoorly.fun. I Man. am Ward, and here with me is... Derek? Hello! That's right. Hi. Hi. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Yonimus Prime. You can also watch me on Twitch TV at Yonimus Prime. You can also go on to uh, PlayStation Network or, or Xbox Network and add me on Yonimus Prime, because I do Let's Plays, and those are fun. Yeah, do it. Uh, so on the screen, you can see... Watch me move my hand like it's this. the Cosmos. You can see that we're... On the screen, yes. On the screen that we're on, that we're, yeah. So I like. There this. we are. There's me, and there we are again. But there's me, and again and again. But and there, again. there's me, and then there's me, and then right. Me. I'm gonna get this made into a T-shirt. <laughs> this actually reminds me of Rick and Morty a little bit. Can you go share of, this onto the thing so I can share it on the? Yes, uh, I can. Everybody, what we're doing right now is we're sharing that we're live right now because uh, we are live, but uh, we used to have a lot of Facebook followers, and uh, we still do, but they have to watch it to YouTube now because we want YouTube followers. So while Ward is sharing that so that I can, again, share it on mine, can you please take a moment to like and subscribe to our channel and make sure you hit that notifications button. Ding, right. ding, I've noticed done. there is a... Uh, a uh I stole Ding Ding Done from another YouTube channel. Do you think they'll mind? <laughs> ding Ding Done. What if I give them credit? It's from whatculture.com. I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of YouTube uh, shows as like my normal programming. I watch that. That's a thing I do. Do you watch a lot of YouTube shows, or is that more your kids? That's more my kids. Why um, do I have more in common with your children? I don't know. I uh, watch... Your son was impressed that I watch a YouTube show as my normal show. What but show? I, I've been watching... I say the Funhouse. Okay. That channel. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I've been watching that channel. So, okay, so I've been watching Funhouse since 2000. Well, I think they switched to their own channel in 2015, I believe. Right. Um, they were Before that, they were on Machinima, and they were called Inside Gaming. And when I had my comic book store, I watched them every day at my show, at my, at my store. Okay. Then I decided, I'm like, well, I'm obviously going to watch uh, them when they go to this new show this new channel mm-hmm. and now i've been doing it ever since then and i and 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 subsequently every girl i've ever dated i i now have gotten into that show like they know like brie the other day was like well i mean before she left on vacation but she was like is there a new fun house like, yeah, yeah there is yeah i'm gonna watch that you want to watch that it's only 15 minutes long i think that must be part of the appeal it's a short attention span. You can watch a 15-minute yeah. show, get some laughs, get some chuckles. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been really enjoying. Like, I'm like the king of discovering things several years too late. Like I did that with uh, oh, sure. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like I was aware of its existence. I knew it was in just the... Just hadn't, hadn't watched it. It was just one of those things where I'm like, eh, it's not for me. But turns out show was very much for me i enjoyed it very much it is a great show uh rick and morty same same deal boy i did not feel that show was for me what do you feel so far though uh so far it is for you it is i mean it's a good show it is their fans suck they do that's what you told me and i was uh and i was thinking about that and i think i like you just replied yep because I basically was like, so I'm guessing they're like pretentious, yeah, uh-huh. uh, assholes with their heads up their ass. like just basically uh, people that think they're really smart. Well, they think they're really smart. They're like the part of the r slash I am very smart community on uh, Reddit. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that is that the show you shared it on Facebook? I think so. Um, Here's part of the problem is that um, you and I, I, I'm in my 30s and you're in your late 30s. Yes. Um, so we don't have anything to prove by watching Rick and Morty. I, and, and also, right. also I know I'm dumb. Like, I know I'm a dummy. Right. And so I, I like watching the show. And I do, while I do think it is a pretty smart cartoon show, like, there's a lot of stuff on there. Where I'm like, whoa, this is a little advanced, like, for, it, like, what I'm used to for Adult Swim. It is, but it's also, but it's, you can still watch it at its base level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And totally, like, I mean, it's not like all the stuff they're talking about is over my head. But I know it's just, the, like, it's, a lot of it's uh, probably factual like based in factual science yeah. oh yeah yeah i like and that. so i don't know it was just it was really it's kind of a fun show to watch and i've always well i i had posed that idea of the alternate celebrity reality thing yeah to you and this show did like it. they did is doing that only a hundred times better than i could have ever well, I think that's part of the fun of it is that you and I have thought of a lot of these ideas a long time ago. It's just they've executed it like way better than what we could ever think of. Yeah, and some of the concepts are just, um, just really fascinating to think about. It's a think piece show because you yeah. you have the they they ruin their own timeline, so they right. hop into another timeline where they just where their people their characters just died. Right. Or the other timeline versions of themselves just died, uh-huh. and they bury them in the backyard. Yeah, to sad music. To sad music, which, by the way, uh, that's great music too. By the way, the soundtrack for the show is actually phenomenal. Like that show is, boy, that's a good show. Yeah, the guy that created it with uh, Dan Harmon is Dan my Harmon. age. Yeah, yep. And, and then Dan Harmon's. I mean, I loved Community. Still love community. I recognize a lot of the voice actors, like the, yeah, the um, guest well, ones that come on. I know there's well, Sarah Chalk and Parnell. But even the guest actors, I mean, uh, I don't remember if it was in season one or season two. Heard Patton Oswalt on but there. Patton Oswalt's been on there. So has David Cross. Uh, Steve Colbert yeah. has been it's on It's a good show, man. It's a good show. There's been a lot of, uh, yeah, talented people. Morty. All right. Um, All right. But today we're talking about a thing. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, well, first off, before introducing this, um, this is one of the things that we're going to use to argue our point, maybe. Uh, I want to know. I, 
This is something I texted you about a couple weeks ago, and I yeah. want to get your thought on. But I've been thinking about this thing, like the the comedy economy, right? Like I've been doing comedy for ten years this year. You know, we've talked about it on past shows. Mm-hmm. Ten years this year. Um, recently, I had a show at Brock's, one of the place that's been hosting us. By the way, special shout out to Lewiston Brock's, fantastic bar. Good service, uh, nice. I mean, it's a nice bar. It's great service, and they've been hosting us to do comedy, and that is just fantastic. You can't you can't get away with more murder than what we've done in that store because we murder our audience from either boredom or they actually laugh. Yeah. Like I mean, that last and, video I watched of you, like uh, your stuff, I enjoyed, but I was I was laughing because the people. In the oh, forefront yeah. of the camera that were like your the yeah. front row of your audience, they just were not having it. No, they like the, they were this doing other things. Show. But it was, but your your comedy was entertaining. But they mm-hmm. it was like it was almost like yeah. they were in a separate yeah. universe. It, this was a rough show this last time. Uh, but it, but still, here's the thing: is that uh, Chris uh, Chris Maxi. Special shout out to Chris Chris Maxi. He's the one that keeps booking us for these shows. He wants us to do another one coming on up. Like, I mean, like, this guy, like, he knows what we're doing. He gets it. Remember, we've talked about how, like, we need this bar to, like, commit to it. He's doing it. Like, he's absolutely doing it. And that's amazing. Like, this guy, boy, he gets it. That's awesome. And that's so cool. Um, so, things are going good at Brock's. Um, recently, this will guarantee she doesn't have a... She'll never do this show. But uh, recently I had a friend who is a professor who really wanted to do comedy and come on the show and, um, and, and do comedy in general. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tried walking her through it a little bit. I tried uh, working with her a little bit. Um, I feel like her show probably would have been okay. But I did try doing like the warning where it was like, hey, by the way, try to steer away from comedy. Or, or fucking comedy. Try steering away from politics. Right. Try steering away from politics because there's a lot of moving parts here, right? If you're going to do politics, you have to do... It had better be good. Like, really, really good. And, and, and this isn't just with politics. This is like with, with all comedy, right? If you're going to do something that's been tried a million times, you can't just... You can't go half-assed, right? You need to have a new, fresh idea, right? right. So, if you're going to do comedy, it needs to be something that no one's heard before. That, this is my own opinion, by the way. If you feel like you, if you you can do better with comedy, then you let me know. You tell me your jokes first off. I know, I'm I'm not going to think they're funny because I don't think right. I don't think political jokes are funny. Um, right now, I'm really kind of critical of comedy in general. Oh no, it's so am and I. So yeah, it's so yeah. am I. Me as somebody who's done comedy for a long time, you has been who's been a joke. You've been a joke writer for over ten years. Yeah, I mean. That's not, some, that's not a credit you would give yourself, but you can. Because I've taken the jokes you've given me and I've used them. No, I know. So yeah. you're a joke writer. Sure. That, that's a thing you've done. I know that's a weird thing to think about, yeah. is that you've been a joke writer, but you have been. Because you've been one of my joke writers for 10 years. You send me stuff, I, I, I use stuff that I think I can use, and I don't use stuff that I can't use. Yeah. But you've been writing jokes for me for 10 years. I've given you zero credit. And I never will. I don't expect credit. I'll never give you credit. It'll never <laughs> happen. But okay, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you've been doing it. So you write comedy. You know what exists there, right? Yeah. Um, right now, the comedy economy is at an all-time low. I'm keying that phrase. That's a, that's a basement boys time spent poorly phrase. We're right trademarking now. it, yeah. It is. It's the comedy economy. Right now, comedy is at the lowest point it could possibly get because there are so many people out there using political humor. 
they're just lavishing in it. It's just they're they are, and and part of that is our new administration. Mm-hmm. Well, Trump, you, and you see it. Not only do you see it in comedy, but you actually are seeing it in the news too. Yes. Um, there's one program that I watch regularly, not because it's like, but I watch ABC News, the nightly news with David Muir, because it's on Hulu. Right. So it's the one I have access to uh-huh. to, to watch regularly. Every once in a while, he'll get with a correspondent or he won't be there. He do, does pretty like non-partial delivery of the news. Like it's just like matter of fact, which is the way the news should be delivered. But then every once in a while, he'll get like, like he's got, there's this, I don't know what the gal's name is, but she's a female co-anchor uh-huh. that was delivering stuff. And just her like real smug delivery of like what Trump did sure. was almost like she's laughing at him while she's right. talking about it. Yeah. And that's in the news. And that's so, the okay. news. Yeah. So, so I actually have some evidence for this. I've been, I've been giving this a lot of thought about the comedy yeah. economy. Okay. So the comedy economy, this is why I know it's gotten scary. Um, so first off, um, an anchor who's been making a career out of this bailed out before the last election. That's John Stewart. Now, John Stewart, if you look at it on a level, like John Stewart, he's just gotten older. He has enough money. He doesn't need to do a show. Like, he's made enough money. He can retire. He's done, right? Or he saw something a-coming. Yeah. Now, The Daily Show has taken upon itself to make fun of the current administration for the entire time it's been on there. And I know there's conspiracy. There's conservative people that maybe listen to the show that will say, like, well, he didn't. What about during the Obama administration? Well, actually, I'll make the case that there was some stuff that that um, there was some stuff that The Daily Show poked fun at during the Obama administration. They definitely still kept heavy on uh, like Fox News, but there was some stuff they still picked out like political wise. Like that's what they did. Right. But I feel like Jon Stewart had enough foresight to see what was coming down the line and to back out before because he backed out before that next cycle. Right. And I think that was I'm pretty sure that was after Trump had had announced he was going to run, which, by the way, we all thought was a joke at the time. Right. There were some oh, yeah. parts of me even during that election was like, man, we should let him have it because uh, we should let him have it because as a comedian, that's gold, you know. But then, I that's where I'm ta- that's where I'm getting with with the comedy economy mm-hmm. is that gold is not worth gold anymore. We've now we've gotten the person who would have been comedic gold running for president. We've got him now. Now the value of the gold has plummeted. Right. It's not. It's not a. If you if you come out right now as a comedian and say like, "Oh, I'm not a big fan of Trump" or whatever, you're not take. You're not brave, right? Yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not forging any new path. Nobody likes him. So like, you're not being brave. You're not taking a new stance. And then people are still making jokes at the current administration, which is actually hurting the comedy because it's not funny anymore because it's still just happening. And it's not it's not a brave new territory you're taking. In fact, when Obama was president, if somebody like Bill Hicks would have been alive and making fun of that, that would have been more brave because people liked Obama. People thought Rush Limbaugh was funny for a little while. <laughs> He's not. Yeah. But people thought that because it was against that administration who people seem to love. Right? Mm-hmm. But now we have somebody who kind of mostly everybody hates except for people who don't matter. Like, and, and I'm sorry, if you're a fan of the show and you're a big Trump guy, like, I'm, like, I'm sure you matter to people. You don't matter to me. Like, you don't matter to me. Like, your opinions don't matter to me. But also, if you are an anti-Trump guy, your, your opinions don't matter to me. I'm not a political person. I actually don't have a, I don't have a dog in the race. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would almost I, contend. I think I want to. Pre- I just want to preface this this whole theory of the comedy economy by saying that I don't. I don't have a dog in the race. Right. I've never been a really political guy. I might lean towards more conservative, though. I will say, like, if I can yeah, see and I think both we've talked sides. About that yeah, like, I'm more cons- conservative-leaning, I would say. There's some stuff I'm definitely more liberal-leaning. But mostly I'm conservative. Like, if you were to compare me and the person I'm marrying, I'm definitely more conservative than her. Right. Like, so that's a thing. Is like, and as a conservative... I'm like the bias of me saying like, well, it's not that funny to t- to poke fun at low. It's low hanging fruit to me. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't. It's not that the Trump. jokes. It's not that the jokes aren't there. The jokes are there. The jokes are there. It's just, it's but not it's funny. It's just, I don't know. It's like, it, 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 for me right now, it feels almost like. The kid on the playground that sees the vulnerable kid come to school wearing a awkward hat or something like that. And then they're like, oh, check it out. Check out the kid with the awkward hat. And then no. all the kids gang up on yes. the kid with the awkward yes, hat. Yes, that's true. But let's get real with it. Let's get real right now. Growing up in school, I've been fat my whole life. I've been chubby. When I was, I was chubby as a kid, then I got fat, then I've been fat my whole whole life. If somebody makes fun of me for my weight, it doesn't bother me on a level of like you're making fun of my weight. Right. It's like um, is that that's the best you can do? That's the best you can do. Yeah, okay. No, actually this is the exact same analogy. This really is. Actually, yeah. the comedy economy gets lowered when you take fat jokes because it's not funny. Fat people have heard everything you can hear about being fat. It's not funny anymore. If somebody can if somebody made up but if somebody made up a new funny thing about me being fat I'd probably honestly I'd probably be like that's pretty good if, if it's like, it's just like if your name was like if, if your name was like Buck Fuckelson right you know <laughs> like if your name right, was right. Buck Fuckelson like that's the worst name you could ever have right Buck Fuckelson Buck Fuckelson in the comedy economy hi yeah <laughs> my last name's Fuckelson and my, my my parents named me Buck like thanks a lot it's like it, but it's okay if you're a ginger, Bree, my my future wife is a ginger. She's heard every ginger joke she could possibly ever hear. Oh, yeah. That's not ever going to be funny to her. That's not ever going to be funny because every joke that's ever been said has been said. Yeah. So well, same with being fat. I'm fat. Make fat jokes. Those those jokes will never be funny because I've heard every joke that can be heard. Right. Well, the same thing now with the comedy economy, the same thing now has happened with politics. I've, I've heard every joke that could be heard with Trump now. Yeah. It's not funny now. The only way you could ever make an impact in the comedy world in a political aspect is if you came up with something completely new, but it has to be funny. Otherwise, the economy is destroyed. Yeah. So every no, every late every late night show that's been on TV right now, Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, he tries to st- I think he tries to stay away from it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and see, that's the he still. I think I feel like Jimmy Fallon tries to focus on his guests a little more. Yeah. But even still, he in his monologue, it's the monologues. That's where we get hurt. That's what gets hurt. Right, right. Did you guys hear the news today? Uh, Trump did blah blah blah. You know, because all their monologues are always like new news. But the, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what's hurting is the news has hurt the comedy economy. Well, and I think as a whole, um, we, I don't know. I I feel like I, I don't want to say let the man do his job. Sure. Because I, because I, I didn't vote for him either. He's not the. He, but I'm also not going to sit here and go, not my president. 
I'm not going to be that asshole either. But it's it's a really hard it's really hard to define my stance on it because I do disagree with a lot of sure the yeah, things so sure. that are going on. But I also I see some of the things and I'm like, you know, if he just had a little bit of like room to just fucking focus on his job and some of it's his own fault for opening his big fucking mouth. Right, yeah. But if we would it's like it's like telling your kid to ignore the bully at school, but your kid can't ignore the bully. And like right. the whole country yeah. or half the country is your kid that can't ignore the bully and seems right. just dead set on getting rid of it's such a, it's such like a, we're so focused and determined right. to push him out or to get rid of him. Right. And that's fine. But, you know, just like he, you know, I mean, he's going to beat this whole thing. The Russian investigation is. Oh, what a wait. What a colossal waste of time. Yeah. I, I think that's the other thing, too, is there's so many people who are. Maybe that's what it is. is there's so many people that are just gleaning onto these things that are like. Oh, he's going to get impeached. No, he's not. Yeah. Uh, the, the Russian thing's going to come through. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. He's going to serve. Not only that, I, I, I have bad news, my friends. He's probably going to have two terms. He's serving two terms, my friends. <laughs> I, have, I got some bad fucking news for you. I got some bad news for you. He's serving two terms. You want to know why? I Those know? guys that were uncertain before are certain now, and they're going to vote for him. And the ones that didn't vote last time, didn't get out to the polls last time, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to get there. Yeah. And and the ones that the ones that need to go vote against him, it doesn't matter because the electoral college is already going to decide it. Here's the thing: it doesn't matter. I. I'm talking more, but but bringing it back into the comedy part of it, though. Yes. <laughs> so if we're going to have this guy for another six years, because we, we are. I, I'm saying it now. I've, show, <laughs> I've seen what the other options are. Yeah. And they're not fantastic. To me, right now, you have to fight fire with fire. I'll take, I'll take one more of those if that's all right. <laughs> to me, you have to fight fire with fire. If you want a reality star as your president, you need to give me somebody else. You give me the rock as a Democrat, I'll vote for him. Like, honestly, you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah. But, but when you come up with, like, uh, Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren, it's not going to happen to me. Like, it's just not because you, have, you already have somebody in there who's – He's in there. Also, traditionally, it's pretty hard for presidents to lose that second term. It really actually is. Yeah, the last one that did it was Bush Sr. Yeah, that's, that's been a and while. And that was a, f- a little bit fluky. Well, it was because they had a third party in there yeah. who took a lot of that conservative vote. I mean, there's a lot that went into that. It really is pretty rare that it happens. Right. But this is not a political podcast. This Not is the, at all. Not no. at least. This is about the comedy economy. <laughs> so, what I'm telling you is that the, fro- the fruit is so low-hanging right now. If you're going to become a comedian right now, I want to tell you to avoid it. Avoid everybody's it. doing it. Everybody's done it. It's not... It's not funny anymore. It, honestly, I don't, I don't know that it ever was. But it's especially not now. Yeah. And, and well, let's play our clip. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, hopefully, this is the right one. If not, we can. Uh... No, this is it. Yeah. Okay. Let the public immediately know he lied. <laughs> if Trump ever had to take a lie detector test, he'd probably just draw the crazy lines himself. <laughs> I did not collude with Russia. Since he announced his candidacy, Donald Trump has been fodder for late-night hosts. And throughout his presidency, they found new material in his policy and speeches and all those tweets. Riffing off Trump has become a ratings bonanza, and some are hitting the president pretty hard. Like, I mean, let's make fun of this lady. Right. I mean, that's just one thing. I mean, there's other things that we can make fun of besides the... But anyway, but I just feel like, satire yeah. with objection 
and analysis, but is there comedy in today's politics? Joining me now from Santa Monica, Good California, pause. Norm McDonald. Full disclosure, I'm going to take anything this guy says is like the biblical truth. Okay, yeah, I want to just preface before we watch this. I haven't seen this, but yeah. I Norm McDonald is one of my yeah. comedic heroes, and I, I, I can't describe it because it, he's, his comedy is not for everybody. But he's a comedian's comedian. He... But he's a comedian, Everything, comedian, which is why I wanted to have this clip on the show. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I understand. Like, he's one of those comedians. I can hear his stuff and the way he interacts, yeah. and I just understand. Like, I'm like, I get you, man. Yeah, okay. But so yeah. Anyway, that's my. I, I'm in love. With I just, Norman I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned our bias toward this first. first yes. Now, full disclosure: we've shared many off-camera laughs. Uh, he's my brother-in-law. So, hello, Norm. Welcome to Question Period. So, comedy in the time of Trump, is it more difficult than it was when you were on Saturday Night Live? It's more difficult in, in the time of Trump for good comedians, and it's way easier for bad comedians, you know. You don't have a worldview by just saying you don't like Trump. You know what I mean? That doesn't count. Like, uh, you can't... Uh, you can't just say, I hate Trump, and, and that makes you a good person. And uh, the Democrats just can't say, I hate Trump, and that means they have a position. You know, that's no position. Uh, so so for, uh, for idiots, it's an easier time because, uh, <laughs> you go, well, that guy's, uh, that guy's the idiot, not me. But uh, if you try to do smart comedy, it's better to stay away from... Uh, uh, stay away from Trump, you know. You met Donald Trump when he was on The Tonight Show with on, on, on Jimmy Fallon. Show. Now, now, tell us about that encounter you had with Donald Trump. Well, I've met Donald Trump many, many times in New York City just because when I was doing Saturday Night Live, he was a fixture in New York City and uh, he'd come to a lot of the shows and he was just a local eccentric, you know, that... Uh, People mostly loved in New York because he uh, fixed the rink uh, in Central Park when uh, the city couldn't. But uh, no, when I was on Jimmy Fallon, he was. That's when he was. That's when Jimmy Fallon tussled his hair and, uh, and got in trouble for it. And I was the other guest, so I was just out in the hallway and I, I, I said, uh, "Donald, can I have a picture?" You can call him Donald then. I guess you can still call him Donald. We don't have to call him President apparently, but. Uh, I said, can I get a picture with you? And he said, uh, yeah, absolutely, sure, Norm. And then uh, he walked down the hall and got in the elevator with a Secret Service guy. <laughs> so, uh, but he was just doing it as a joke. A lot of times, uh, the problem with uh, candidates that, uh, or political candidates that do comedy uh, is obviously uh, comedy doesn't translate well to the page sometimes, you know, uh, Sarcasm is lost, obviously, and uh, things like that. So, so uh, if someone says something that's meant uh, self-disparagingly or satirically, uh, and, and you want to take it out of context, you can. That happened a lot, of, a lot of times with uh, Trump on the campaign trail. But you know, he's being caricatured on Saturday Night Live, like quite mercilessly by by Alec Baldwin, like. Is it funny to you? Is that funny? No. I, the only reason I know it's not funny, when I was there, uh, Daryl Hammond did uh, uh, Donald Trump, and that shows how far back Trump goes, because that was 20 years ago. But uh, Yeah, when he was there yeah. doing Trump, he was doing Domino's commercials. Well, but, okay, and so the thing is, Daryl Hammond, he used to do it. Daryl Hammond is, by the way, I mean, he is like... Have you read his book? Trump. No, I have not. I should find it for you. I have it. It's a good book. His, his impersonations are fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I remember his impersonation of Trump being actually a little more, like, a lot more realistic. Yeah. I mean, you've seen, like, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> like, Alec Baldwin's is like, a, he's, it's like a caricature of Trump. Yeah. It's not, it's not even, it's, it's like he, he looked at somebody looking at the New York Times who did the drawing of Trump. It's like, yeah, I could do that. Where's my daughter at? She's a whore. <laughs> Remember that phone call? Yeah. yeah. 
I do remember that phone call. Okay. And uh, he's still working. He is. He's fine. He's <laughs> A-okay. People love him. Whatever. <laughs> he's boss baby. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Daryl did him then. It was a softer Trump. You know, I, I think it was a Trump that was a lot closer to his real self. But if you do, the problem with, if you do an impression of someone, you have to uh, like that person, you know, because you're playing the person and people like themselves. So uh, you can't play someone and have contempt for them at the same time. You know, it doesn't work as an impression. So I don't like, uh, I don't like his impression. And I have no political affiliation. I just mean from a comedy, um, from a comedy level. Where is the funny in Donald Trump? Because he does think he's funny, right? Yes, but other people think he's funny, too. I, I attended one of his uh, uh, just to see, you know, because uh, I wanted to see it for myself, uh, his performances in front of these grand halls. And uh, he's enormously funny and entertaining. And uh, I don't know that there, there's... Normally... Uh, uh, with politicians, um, I like he's got that Calgary hat. You know, on. it takes uh, you need to be humble. You know, to be really he's funny. Canadian. And I think that's mm-hmm. why Ronald Reagan was the funniest president that I ever saw because he always had this humility to him. I was kind of lost with uh, President Obama because people told me he was funny, but to me he was too uh, self-aware. And of course, Hillary couldn't have been more strident. You know, and uh, I think people don't vote on on issues as much as they just vote on who they'd uh, like this that old saw about who you'd rather have a beer with you know and nobody want to have a beer with hillary clinton you know you say that he has to be that I mean, really the big takeaway from this is that norm mcdonald's amazing i don't think amazing. donald trump is yeah, yeah. humble is he no really i just want to donald trump donald yeah. trump is more funny in the way that uh a, a wwe wrestler is you know so he has a different kind of funny which is a uh uh sort of a self-deluded uh, I don't know if it's self-delusion though I don't know if it's all I think it's just all an act I don't think really that that Trump ever wanted to be president I think that he was always just playing to be president or whatever that hall he was playing in was you know and uh, I've seen this happen with comedians too that you start thinking you're good because the people that come to see you all like you you know but the reason they came to see you is because they like you. So uh, politicians and comedians both that make that mistake. Are you listening, Amy? <laughs> mistake of thinking they're much better than they are because they're never uh, uh, they're never uh, criticized by the people that don't like them. That's why social media is so good because it you can see the people that, that don't like you at all. I listened to, to an interview you, you gave Larry King, and you said the ruin of Donald Trump um, will be his addiction to playing the halls, right? So he's, he's a great yeah. performer. He just wanted to be you like he wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and he just accidentally became a president? My guess would be that his plan was to, to make a big splash, l- lose... Oh. <laughs> Okay, but that's a good pause. Okay, but to playing the halls though. Do you notice that over the course of his elections now, that he's already he's already been he's actually already kind of been campaigning for the next time. Oh yes, like he's already been doing that. I think honestly, he he liked the campaign part, right? That's why this next one's gonna be. I don't think he wanted to be. I don't think he wanted to be president either. I think he wanted to keep campaigning. I think that's fun for him. Yeah, for for for, him, for yeah. Donald Trump, sure. for, for President Trump, that right. was fun for him. Right. So uh, we we've listened to most of our, most of the interview, but the thing is, is that that's the point I was trying to make. Like right now, if you want to be a comedian, just starting out. Steer away politically. Yeah, I just I don't agree. think. I, I just don't think there's anything to gain from it. Right? It's low hanging fruit. It is, Bill, but and it, and all that kind of stuff always has been. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I've always just kind of liked 
any of my entertainers to kind of come in with a um I don't need to like and I like I think my dad's different cuz he likes he likes Bill Maher a lot. And I'm not saying Bill Maher is bad. Cuz I I mean I enjoy watching that show sometimes and I also watch like uh Last week tonight with John Oliver, so which do I. does a lot of um, Trump-based like, stuff. But it I also even like some of the stuff. I even like some of the stuff from from the Daily Show. I, I like some of the stuff. I'm just saying, like if you're, I think it's oversaturated though. And I think if you're like a a comedian, like an Amy Schumer, or um. I don't. I don't have another example, but <laughs> of course that, not. If it, I, I think if you're starting as a new comedian, though, coming from a personal platform like a viewpoint, and I okay, here's one. Um, who's that comedian? Um, I don't know. I don't like comedians that come in or like people that come in with like a social justice warrior type. Sure thing it's kind of the same thing no, i don't thing. think anybody really think that's that's very fun anyways yeah and so that that that's an example though a parallel yeah there's I mean, certain I mean, type like, of even, stuff even humor in a group like, setting if i went into a place and someone was like oh somebody didn't check their privilege you know something like that i'd be like oh this is not a derrick place you know like this is not a, <laughs> this is not a derrick place to hang out yeah. um I don't know. I, I think the main point to take away from the video was that is that um, is that there's a time and a place, right? I think you're allowed to talk about Trump or or politics when you're around your your round table of friends who all agree with you, right? Well, and we're here but, talking about it now, but I don't. And think, I'm not saying you can't talk. Like my my position is, let's not talk about it. But I enjoy a comedian like a Jerry Seinfeld that doesn't have to go that sure. direction, or a Brian Regan. Sure, I've, I don't think I've you're going to see political Brian humor Regan. from Brian no. Regan. No, but but that's the thing is like Brian Regan is always he's been in a world of several different pres- presidents where he still creates a different narrative for who's there based on his own life. Mm-hmm. He creates comedy out of his own life, right? Well, and I think that's what comedy should be. Personally, well, that's what that's what comedy I like. That's the comedy I enjoy. That's the comedy. Um, well, even Seinfeld does that type of comedy. But I don't want to watch. I don't want to. So somebody told me recently I should listen to Joe Rogan's podcast more because uh, yeah, I might like what he has to say. But I, I actually I don't like what he has to say either. Because he has a lot of political stuff. Yeah, too much of it. And 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 he's on the opposite end of it. He, I'm not. I don't think Joe Rogan's been. Uh, he's a big uh, uh, Trump guy, but he's also like he talks about like like he's like anti-trans people and like anti. He, he, I think, I think, I think Joe Rogan says triggered and snowflakes a lot, you know, like, but he does it like, Oh, are you triggered? Go to your safe space, snowflake. Like, that's not right. funny to me either. You fucking piece of shit. That's <laughs> not funny to me. Right. It's not funny to me to bully them either. No, he does that to a lot of his guests. Yeah, absolutely. He does. That's not, and that's not funny to me either. That's not funny to me to take the side of, it's not funny to me to, Pick at the low-hanging fruit that is the Trump administration. I know it's bad, and I don't care. It's not my thing. It's not funny. And if you're a new comedian and you're starting out in that world, that's not funny to me. But also, it's not funny to me to take the opposite side of that and be like, what, are you triggered? Right. Were you triggered? Uh, were you triggered because you're a snowflake and you, sh- you think ever should be- everything should be handed to you? That's not funny to me either. Right. No. The com the the economy of of comedy right now has been destroyed. It's been destroyed by what we have, because everyone wants to just jump to politics for comedy. Because because you know you can get a cheap laugh. This it's the same thing with what we did it too. Not with not with politics, but we did it. Oh yeah. Basement Boys won. We we took jokes and we took them too far 
for shock value comedy. Oh, yeah. Because that was the thing in 2007, 2008, 2009, was shock value comedy. Yeah, the, the, you had the, we were we were in a world where Anthony Jeselnik had a career. This the world we existed in. Uh, what's the other guy? Um, the guy that would load up a, a car full of Mexican or the back of a truck full of Mexicans and drive them out to Carlos. Ma- or, um, well, no, no, no. Uh, he's still active today, but not in the same regard. But he he'd run them out to immigration. Oh um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the guy's that? name. That was his comedy, though. Like he would talk about that. Yeah. So I'm um, not saying. So well, he had a show too. And, and I'm. Not, and then there was Tom Green. That's and that what I'm was, saying. And that like, predated that. But I mean, the, we came. We were coming off of like this MTV right. generation, where we had a lot of reality television, and now we have this new medium that we're working with called podcasting or internet right, radio. Yeah. And you got a lot of people out there, big pond, big, lots of fish out there. And so we're working in that venue. Right. I'm not making excuses for us. I'm just saying this is what it was. Exactly. We're Absolutely. working in this, uh, environment and a lot of the, so and you're also you're trying to figure out what your voice is for the show. I think we still um because we've made a conscious effort to kind of depart from that shock value element of it, we still struggle at this point on this show sure. to we're still within a struggle to find our voice for the show. Absolutely, yeah. Um and I don't I don't look at it as a bad struggle or a negative struggle, but I think that it's something like we're still looking for that Right, what it is that we are. Well, and even even in my my own personal comedy, right? I mean, the last show I did, I had friends come up to me before my set and say, because leading up to my set, we had three, uh, two people do, um, the MC and two people do political humor. Leading into mine, I had friends who came to come watch me and ask me go. You know, you're not going to do political stuff tonight. And I go, no, I never have. That's not my thing. That's not, that's not a thing that I do. You know, and they're like, well, I was just making sure. Because it made them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because at this point, that's all you're doing. It's not, it's not, the, the, it's not funny anymore. Well, yeah, it's a, it, I think it is the same as like the shock value piece of it where you're you're wanting to get that reaction from an audience member that's like, oh, boo, boo. Well, and, and, and I'm just as guilty as that. I used to, I used to think that's what I wanted. I, I wanted that shock value. I wanted that to be a thing. Right. But that's not, but that's not funny to me now either. I guess it hasn't evolved anymore to some people. Yeah. Well, and I think. But it needs to. Yeah, I agree, and I think, I mean, not to, I'm not going to, I don't want to beat this Amy Schumer horse to death, but I think that's a lot of what's Is wrong with Is she the horse, her. or? No, that's Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh. <laughs> She's got a horse face. Um, I don't really think she has a horse face, but. It's she, fun, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like Julia Roberts. I thought she, like, she's sure. got a horse face, too. She's in Charlotte's Web. She played Charlotte, but she should have played the horse. Anyway, um, she is Dakota Fanning should only play Gollum. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, Dakota, if you look at Dakota Fanning, she looks like Gollum. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. She's got those Gollum eyes. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying before we go? Oh, Amy Schumer. Yeah. Terrible. She's awful. I think what what bothers me the most about her is she just came back and like started trudging old ground that's been yeah. dug up all through the '90s and all through the 2000s, and she's trying to be this uh, dick comment or dick comic, but from right. a female perspective. Well, yeah, she's taking okay, she's she's re trudging old jokes. She's retrudging old like Seinfeld jokes 
but she's doing them as shock value uh, from like, a whorish female like, perspective. She's doing them as like fr- uh, she's doing she's taking Seinfeld jokes and retrudging them as frat by frat boy jokes, but from a female perspective. Yeah, and people ate it up. Oh yeah, and like by the spoonful. Yeah, I mean, I, I even initially when jokes, I first though. saw Amy Schumer, I was like, "This is kind of funny," but it also feels right. aped. Yeah. Her jokes feel like they've her been jokes, told before, and her jokes to me are very. But she does that. My, but my biggest thing with her, oh, my biggest thing for her <laughs> is that she uh, is is that they felt very retrudged. They were the shock value. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no. Okay, go to hers. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, go go to his. So, I got to go back to our display. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, here's Dakota. Load. So just go back to the other one. All right. Go back to that one. So there's Dakota. There's Dakota. (laughs) 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 That's so messed up. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's as good as time as any. And I think there's even better ones that are more... Yeah, here, here we go. Here's one. My Where they're kind of looking the same direction. <laughs> okay, there's hers. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, so, um, we'll go home, action. We'll spiegel. Yeah. Um,. So I, so I guess that that was the whole point of it. it was like uh, I feel like the the it's the 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 economy of economy is uh, the economy of co- comedy is so low right now. Like the price of gold is low because we, as comedians we thought that Trump getting elected president might be funny, even if you didn't agree with his any of his stuff. We we're like, there's some of us who are like, well. Right. Well, and I think where it 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 runs into a wall, no pun intended. Right. With but where it runs into a wall is we can't decide what we want to make funny and what we want to be outraged about sure. at the same time. Right. As as a as a as a group of comedians, a collective group of comedians. So I don't know. It's just, it'd be like getting up there and I'm not trying to draw comparisons because this is a horrible comparison to make, but you know, getting up there and trying to push an agenda on gun control as a comedian. Sure. That's not your job. No. And, and sure, uh, finding fodder for presidents, um, for, for leaders in the country has been a thing comedians do for years or have been doing for years. It's been, it's been a uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. It's been part of the the echelon. I don't know. I don't echelon's not the right word, is it? Well, no, that is pretty yeah. Or pantheon. That's, or uh, even I'm further not away. Smart enough to know that. I'm not See, smart enough to know it's that. been part of the conversation. I guess we'll say yeah. <laughs> not smart enough. Mm. I'm too dumb for that one. <laughs> um. Well, see, I do a lot of googling words. Especially when sure. I'm writing my blogs to make sure I'm using the right words. It's to echelon. Echelon. I don't think I, I don't think it's the right word. Because it's like echelon's like a hierarchy, right? Upper echelon. A, f- a, f- a level or rank in the organization. A formation of troops. So yeah, echelon okay. it would not work in that case. Let's look up Pantheon. <laughs> See, this is... Isn't this fun, Derek? <laughs> Only for you and me, but 
uh, of the all of the gods of a people or religion collectively. I think maybe that's closer. Yeah, my word. That's yeah, closer. Might be closer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Computers. Yes. Um, it's like we just got gifted a computer for the first <laughs> by the thirty first episode because for so long I was like we were steadfast in like we're only going to use this to record. Didn't we? Uh, and didn't we? Like for a while we we're like I don't know it could be a thing. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like yeah. radio shows in the nineteen nineties. Yeah. Well, the problem Except is we had it. Is we we really need an intern. We, we don't. Do. And, well, we do, but we, we. I'm not getting an intern, but we never know. Andy, Andy, come intern for us. We might have a studio. Google things in the next year. Yeah, maybe. Never know. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Anyway, news to come from that. Um, that's pretty funny. A pantheon is a former Roman temple. Now a church in Rome. <laughs> or, oh, that's the, the Pantheon. There is a place called the Pantheon. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. It's closer. Like, it's closer than Echelon. I would just say that if you're going to be a comedian right now, steer away. Yeah, I agree. Steer away. Uh, start, start with stuff about yourself. Honestly, that's the way to go. I well, and I think so because you can still play in that sandbox of old, tried and true. Sure, you can make those. You can make those fat jokes because you can make them about yourself. You right. Can, well, you can, because people can still identify with that. Right. Like, it's I, I'm not the only one that nearly shit their pants on the way home from a Seven Eleven after eating hot dogs there. That's right. a real thing that. <laughs> happened I didn't actually I just almost yeah um, I don't know I just uh, you know yeah. the the economy's low right now of jokes the, yeah uh, and there needs the price to be... of gold is zero right now well and I think we almost have to find a new currency. Is I guess what I'm saying is like you almost have to find a new currency in comedy gold because yeah. it's because it's not Trump. It's not it's it's not politics anymore. It isn't. It's uh it's over. It's not it's not it's not funny to me. And, and maybe it's me. Maybe there's people out there who still think that's funny. It's just I don't feel like there is though. Not- I feel like we listen to it because we have to. It's on. Right. Just like, I mean, people probably listen to us because they have to. Like, they downloaded it and they don't have any other options until yeah. they get home. <laughs> Sorry. In which case, I would, I'm grateful for that. Of course. No, I'm kidding. Um, anyway, on that note, we can wrap this Hummer yeah. up unless you have anything else to add to the... You got zero. Okay. Uh, Norm McDonald's been our guest for this episode. Thank you, Norm, for joining us. Thanks, Norm. You've had and, a lot of... And the other broad. Yeah, with the non-symmetrical face. Lost yeah. center. I like the accent, though. It was nice. It was a nice touch yeah. to the Was show. that a Cana- like French-Canadian accent? I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. Because it, it was almost... It, it like I don't know. It was nice to see him on a show where he got to actually talk about comedy, though. It was great. Yeah. Well, you know... To to swing back to Norm real quick before we wrap, um, when he was on the la- the last last comic standing series that ran, and he yeah. was on there with Roseanne and I think uh, the older Wayans brother, the oldest Wayans brother, Keenan Ivory. Yeah. Um. He uh, also I'll be, I got to circle back, but to Wayans brother. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a couple points where he's like, I didn't think it was funny, and he like would shut people down, and those were like the episodes where I'm like, ooh, but he got toned down, or Ro- you know, or or Roseanne was like, I thought it was funny. <laughs> 
Ike Roseanne. And he's like, okay, you're my boss. So then he'd kind of like cool it. But I think like he was the only one, like he was the arbiter there. He was like the only one that could sit there and be like, this is funny, this isn't funny. Roseanne wasn't what I was expecting her to be. Right. Because she was just like everybody's fucking cheerleader. Sure. And so I don't even think I finished that season. That show's like evolved so much. Yeah. To the point where it's not this. I mean, it was. I don't even. I wouldn't even say it was ever a good show. Sure. Sure. But they did they get as Josh a fan of really. comedy. Yeah. As a fan of comedy, I enjoyed watching certain comedians. There are a lot of comedians that you saw on that show that I discovered, at, or that like I'm like, oh, he was on Last Comic Standing. Doug Benson. Yeah. Um, was did that. Jimmy Pardo did it. I never. I can't track down Jimmy Pardo's episode, but he was on it. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks did that show. Anyway, uh, my real quick uh, weigh-ins thing, and it's also it circles back to Donnie Wahlberg. Is Donnie Wahlberg the white Damon Wayans, or is Damon Wayans the black Donnie Wahlberg? Are you with me? I was watching an episode of. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. I was watching an episode of Lethal Weapon last night with uh, okay. Damon Wayans. Right. Their, their their names both start their first their initials are both DW. Sure. Right. But uh, let's see here. We'll go to Donnie Wahlberg. See, we're using the internet like a monster. Right now, so here we go. We here we have Donnie Wahlberg. Okay, we're gonna go to Damon Wayans. Not Damon Wayans Jr. Jeez. Okay, got to find the right image. Here's a good one. Or here. His son's gotten too famous now. He's better looking too. He is. He's also great, too. I like him. And what was the show that he was in with uh, Alicia Cuthbert um, and Adam Pally? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Not new. He's, he's in New Girl for a bit, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's good. He's talented. So we got here's Damon Wayans there. Okay. Uh, let me share my display for the for the viewing audience. Okay, I guess um, here we'll just we'll blow it up since okay. uh, okay. Okay. So let's do this. So Damon Wayans. Okay. Donnie Wahlberg. Okay. They both have that lazy eye they on do. one side of their yeah, face. They do. See? Um, here's a better one. Okay. Now, now, Donnie Wahlberg, you don't see a lot of that, like, big old ear-to-ear grin. Sure, that's true. Yeah. But, well, here we go. Here's one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. They're okay. the same guy. Same, same guy? The yeah. same guy. Yeah. So there's no race in this country. <laughs> is, da- is, is Damon the... Is Donnie the oldest, though? Donnie is the oldest, but only by a year. Did you know that? Like, well, maybe like 18 months or something no, like that. I They're not that. that far apart in age, Donnie and Mark. My favorite Donnie Wahlberg role is in Sixth Sense. Yeah. Well, and we also talked about Duddits on... Uh, Oh God! I forget he is that character. He's done it. Yeah, he did a good job. You know what? Earl, uh, Earl, Earl, Earl. Yeah, <laughs> Band of Brothers. God, he's in that a, show too. Band of Brothers is so good. I need to rewatch that. That's uh, you know who's really good in that show is uh, he's a sad character, but David Schwimmer. Yeah, that's a great that's a miniseries. Good miniseries. Anyway, yeah. all right. We can go on. Let's but not we, talk about that. But uh, it's a great series. Well, that's an episode in itself. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you, everybody. Surf Shimmy? I'm trying. Um, Your old Surf Shimmy? 10-year-old computer. 
Yeah, hey, there it is. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Thank you for coming out and what, listening. Uh, what do you guys think about the comedy economy? Do you think there's still value there? Or do you think the value is gone? Chime in. Chime in and let us know. I'm interested to know what you have to think. Also, uh, what should be my favorite uh, NBA basketball team? <laughs> That's a sports program question. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Yonimus Prime at Basement Boys 2. And make sure you please, please, please check out TimesNapoli.fun. And please like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe show. to this show. We've got several shows out there on the on the big Time Spent Poorly feed that houses all of our shows on one big feed. Hang loose, fun. Hang loose. Uh, now that I figured out the sound thing, this is a little like Surf Shimmy's great, got yeah. a little loud. It's be great, yeah. But um, can't wait. Yeah, and just kind of keep that thought about Donnie Wahlberg and uh, Damon Wayans, that, Damon Wayans in the back of your head. That's, <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway is that I think they're the same person or could morph into the same person. <gasps> Fusion. All right. Um, although I've never seen a Damon Wayans that looks like that. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next uh, week. The intro music for this episode is Surf Shimmy. And the outro music is Surf Shimmy by Kevin McLeod or Kevin McLeod of uh, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, uh, creativecommons.org. All right. Bye. Surf Shimmy.